Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Another episode of The Middle. I'm Jordana Levine. And I'm Holly Azapati. Coming to you from Scotland, Holly. How is it, my darling? I'm coming to you from the bunny wee fucking... I can't speak Scottish, sorry. (laughs) You should have practiced that. (laughs) I really should have. I actually do quite a mean Scottish accent. I'll throw it in at some point in the the potty. It's so good, Jord. It's so nice. So it's 6.30am here. And I've been up since 4 a.m. And it's actually okay. Are we in sync? Is it fine? Yeah. Is it cutting out? Yeah. Oh, I just saw your face and I was like, <laughs> am I talking I like, again? Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, it's been beautiful. We actually have the reason that we're in Scotland is uh, old family friends of ours are getting married. So nice. And the wedding's today so uh once i record this potty we'll head over to this beautiful castle get ready and yeah it's so beautiful jord i'm so excited to experience a scottish wedding men in kilts all of the fun that was my next question yesterday yeah well i'm trying to convince trent to rent a kilt it's a bit late for that he's wearing tartan pants which is fine but i just think men in kilts are so sexy. Mm. Is that weird? No. No, because because they're Scottish. Like, I feel like... I mean, Trent would still look sexy in a kilt, but it's because of the Scottish lineage. It's not really about the skirt, is it? No, no, I think you're right. It's just... I don't know. There's something really masculine about a man in a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I, I think so too. I um, When I went to primary school, I went to um, McDonald College. It was a performing arts school. Um, I know because Nikki Webster went there and I was obsessed with Nikki Webster. <laughs> yeah, Nikki Webster did go there. So did Zoe Bosco. Um, oh, my God. But we wore kilts. That was our uniform. Did you? Yeah. Red kilts. Oh, my God. With a I'm white so shirt. Dope. Well, you would fit right in here in Glasgow, just so you know. See, that was good. That was really um, good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. How about you? How has your week been? Um obviously listeners know you've said goodbye to man this week Mm. yeah look well there's lots going on this week because it's last week for you guys you're listening on monday but we just had the cancer Mm -hmm. new moon so i'm feeling all the feels um it's good like mostly i'm great mostly i'm really good um i just go through waves of different feelings um Mm. but i just keep coming back to the fact that it's all exactly how it should be and nothing about it feels like either of us are being punished or things were out of alignment or why did it happen this way? Like it all feels exactly as it should be. So I just keep bringing myself back to that. And even, you know, even the loss and the sadness feels like 
something I need to experience because it's a new experience, you know, like I think I said it last week, there's something very different about ending something without heartbreak and anger and something going wrong. There's something quite healing about closing the chapter on something when it's in a really beautiful place. So I'm just trying to be at one with that, but ask me in a few hours and I'll see what I say. What I love about this, George, we were talking about it before we hit record and you're like, yeah, I'll cry and I let myself cry and I don't need to fix anything or stop anything. You're just allowing that. That's what it feels like. You're just allowing whatever to surface to surface. Mm. And I just I just want to um, just acknowledge that because that's hard in itself at times. So go you. Yeah, thank you. I, it's been really important for me to make sure that I am experiencing and not suppressing and just feeling it we were the context that um what's your name holly <laughs> sorry my name is holly the lamb <laughs> i'll be here all week <laughs> the context that holly was talking about before we were talking about um our friend zoe who's a kinesiologist who you know does clearings around this sort of stuff when you can't move emotions around and she can clear the energy for you and you know she's offered a few times this week because i've been quite fragile with her and I've just been like, no, nah, I'm just going to feel it. Let's just Good. let's just feel this shit. So, let's yeah. feel it to heal it. Oh, yeah. Mic drop. Oh. Um, do you know what's <laughs> really do dangerous that. now? Now that we're recording these, like, no. video, I'm going to put on more of a show. <laughs> oh, God. Because you already were putting on a show before you knew you were on video. <laughs> and now it's like, well, I've got props. <laughs> That was my shot glass from yesterday's whiskey distillery. <laughs> oh this is taking Ooh. our content to a whole new level. No. Guys, if you don't know what George is laughing about, check out the YouTube. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So <laughs> but what, no, let's. That, that was not scripted. Um, <laughs> let's go back to that convo, though, because... Because you guys have ended on great terms, mm. you'll still be friends, yeah? You'll still be in each other's lives. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Like, that's the plan. Um, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at platonic friendships. Um, he doesn't think he's great at them, <laughs> which I think is a very... <laughs> manly thing like I asked I've I've asked several guy friends in the past about this um and they do really struggle a lot of them to be friends with females especially if there has been attraction there at some point so I think I don't know like I would I would really like that I feel like because we'll have quite a bit of time apart then maybe we'll be able to do that and there won't be messiness from like a breakup um, totally. But I'm not friends really with any of my ex-boyfriends, to be honest with you. I, okay. I'm like okay. on good terms with them, but I don't, I'm, I'm not really close friends with them. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you think as someone who's married, do you think it's easier to have platonic friendships? Because I love being friends with guys and I don't get blurry lines with it, but I feel like there is kind of this gray area sometimes 
It would be, yeah, it would be a totally different experience when you are single and the other person is single, I'm assuming. I've not, well, I mean, I have had that experience in high school, bit of context. I've always been really close with boys and men, like always. I've been one of those girls who is a girl's girl, but also uh, like my entire life, like primary school, two of my best friends were boys and I've always found it really easy to just have platonic relationships with boys growing up mm. and then men in high school well they were still boys in high school let's be real men like in high two school. of my men, men in, in high school, school like the teachers <laughs> I was friends with all of the male teachers no jokes um but I have a lot to say about this George because it's been recently I'd say over the last two years that I've called in more really really close male connection in my intimate circle uh like one of my best best friends you know how you say the sum total of the five people of you are the sum total of the five people closest to you in your life so i've got trent up there but i've also got janoa i know i speak about him a fair bit and he's honestly hands down one of my tightest connections to exist um that's brought up a lot of not discomfort in my relationship with trent because trent is the most fucking understanding partner ever when it comes to me having male friendships remember he's been with me 11 and a half years I've not given him any kind of reason to not trust me and also he kind of really likes my guy friends like we have this similar taste in friendships but that said there is a lot of this I'm doing like little whispering and I've that, that's like a whispering <laughs> that's, that's me whispering <laughs> like are you coming at me no, I've heard through friend, mutual friends of ours that there have been people questioning the closeness of mine and Genoa's connection and trying to read between the lines mm. and create something that actually isn't a thing other than we are two people who are in a platonic friendship together. And the way that I am with him is the way that I am with you, George, or the way that I am with my girlfriends that I've known my entire life or the way that I am with other male friends of mine that aren't seen so much on my Instagram. So, for example, Chris, one of our groomsmen, is mine and Trent's, like, tight, tight, tight guy friend. And I just love him to bits. And I think that it is a societal story around men and women not being able to be just friends. And in my experience, I mean, yes, I am married, so maybe that's a barrier to entry and it's just right up front for people to be like, okay, there's no blurred lines here. Mm -hmm. It could be a very different experience if I was a single gal. Um, but I am such an advocate for all women, whether you're in a relationship or not, to cultivate close platonic connection with the males in your life as well. Uh, and I've spoke about this before. I know I've got all the words to say. Sorry. I know. I, I, I kind of want to get some words in, but you go. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Give me two seconds. I did a live on this on Instagram at the beginning of the year off the back of I was in Thailand at the time and I was on a Kentucky and I was spending a lot of time with Blake and Genoa and a rumor started on the Kentucky trip about me and Genoa and I got really upset about it because I couldn't understand how people could turn something that was like purely an innocent friendship into something more. And I went on my live and I spoke about this openly and I said, women, like call in men connection, like there's so many benefits to this. And I had so many women reach out and be like, my husband wouldn't allow it. My boyfriend wouldn't allow it. I'm not allowed to have male friends. And that blew my mind, George. 
blew yeah. it blew it yeah. off so what i was gonna say to you because i've had this issue a lot with male friends of mine who have gotten into long-term relationships perhaps gotten married and then our friendship has died because a few different factors depending on who they are but some of them because the girlfriend or wife wasn't happy with them being my friend which is fine like I respect that um they don't need me as a friend anymore because now they get their female feminine energy from their partner um Mm. or yeah I mean they're the the two things really so I had a conversation once with a boyfriend of mine who said to me if the male friend was your friend before we met then that's okay but if you're inviting new male friends in while we're in a relationship that doesn't seem fair Mm. What do you think about that? It makes me very frustrated because it's just indicating insecurity and a lack of trust in that relationship. Right. Because the only only reason that 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 would be a barrier to entry is either I don't trust you or I don't trust him, which is questioning your judgment of the person that you're bringing in. And this is what I, I say all the time is, so long as you are open with your partner as to this person that you are like in connection with, then there's nothing to be fearful of in my experience. I mean, I'm so grateful that Trent is just the least jealous human ever. Not a jealous bone in his body, this guy. Like he's, and it's great because also the odds are bloody against me. I'm Leo, Gemini, Libra. I am flirt, flirt, flirt. I'm a very flirtatious person with men and with women. It's like not a gendered thing. If I've met you in person, I have definitely lightly tapped your arm while giggling and batting my eyelashes at you. It's what (laughs) I do. It's who I am. So it's very comfortable for me um, to have the experience that I've had where Trent's literally not batting an eyelid. Um, And I guess that's what I was saying, the open communication thing. So if I'm on the phone to Blake or Genoa, like two of my best guy mates, I will be on the phone to them in front of Trent. If if the like the rumor that came up on the Kentucky, I told Trent about it straight away. Like the fact that Genoa and I were staying in an Airbnb, Trent was across that. Like there's yeah. no I mean, reason for him, mm, to, you know, to not trust. I think, Holly, just to play devil's advocate here, I think you are Please. in a very blessed hashtag blessed situation because I think (laughs) that that level of trust and that lack of jealousy isn't something that you find in Mm -hmm. every relationship and I would love to have that in my partner but to be honest with you I definitely have jealous streaks in me and oh yeah I think that if my long-term boyfriend had made a new female friend and hadn't introduced me to her and they were spending a lot of time together, that wouldn't sit well with me at all. I'd need to invite her into our circle because we are a team. And that, I don't know if that's fair either. So I'm coming into this a little bit muddled up by it. I don't have the answer to any of this. But I do know as a single gal that um, it's a very different story having female and male friends than when you are in a relationship i think i think it does mess it up a little bit unfortunately of course it would of course it would it just makes sense that it would i want to touch on you admitting your jealousy because girl i am 
in, an incredibly jealous person in a relationship, especially in the early days. I'm pretty fucking comfortable now because of the time. And yes, I'm in a very hashtag blessed situation. That said, if Trent did start communicating with some, like a woman that I didn't know and started spending time with her, I would, it would be a beautiful mirror for me to be like, Holly, you're being hypocritical here. What are the lessons? But also I'd be the same, George. I'd welcome her into my space instantly to be like, okay, let's build this connection here. And I've said the same to Trent. I'm like, I just want you and Genoa to be like best friends and like get in each other's space. And, you know, and that's why my, my friendship with Chris is so tight as well because he was Trent's best mate first. So it, that's important, that common ground. Mm. Um, but that said, when I was in high school and I had some really close guy friends, I would have my dad in my ear saying, Holly, they're not being your friend. Like they want something from you. Like went back when I was young and single. And so I had this conditioning from my dad in the back of my head going, boys never just want to be my friend. There's always something more there. And so I assume if I was single that that would be playing on loop in my mind. Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot this week. <laughs> um <laughs> about because to be honest with you like when I was in my 20s I had about five male friends that I was really really close with I'd sleep in the same bed as many of them um and that was always fine um and never an issue but I still think that when I look back on it there was a lot of like a lot of the dynamic between us even though it was never sexual was flirtatious it was the yes. dynamic that you exercise in the male-female um, courting phase almost, but, like, it would never lead to anything or if they got a girlfriend, it would be fine because there was never any feelings, but it, but it was based on flirtation. It's sort of like redefining the dynamic because it is <laughs> – you are on camera, you know that, right? It I is – I'm trying to be serious, Holly. Now no, I, I just love. No, I'm I love saying. what you're saying. You're talking about the dynamic of flirtation. These, I'm so glad we're going here. That's why I'm doing those movements. Yeah, no, I know, but I've lost my trail of thought now. <laughs> I was just saying, um, I think that the female-male friendship dynamic, although it's pl- plausible and and doable, it is a different dynamic to the female-female friendship because I get more. Well, I get different things out of my male friendships than I do out of my female friendships. Yes, it's yeah. true. And the mask and the femme, I want to talk about gender in a moment, but I want to continue the conversation, which is why I was like imploding here, because it is about flirtation. That is part of the conversation. Flirtation conversation. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the more that I step into the work that I'm doing around femininity, sensuality, and embodying our feminine essence, the more that flirtatious side of me does come out. And I guess when when you're coming at it in a relationship, it's really clear boundaries as to what is acceptable and what isn't mm. acceptable when you are flirting with another person. Um, because I, I, since I've been, I don't know, fucking kid, I am... I I do flirt but again actually I saw um, a quote shared on social media that was my flirting my my niceness and kindness often gets mistaken for flirting and it's that line 
right? It's, mm. is, am I actually a really overtly flirty person or am I just being really kind and I know how to like make someone laugh and feel comfortable? And the other thing is, for me at least, my two main love languages are physical touch and words of affirmation. So if I'm vibing with someone, there will be physical touch and there will be beautiful, beautiful words coming out of my mouth. No, kind <laughs> words, but, you know. No, I'm the same. important to me. I'm you know? the same, yeah. I, I will touch people a lot um, and I'm yeah. just... But I'm also just being kind. I remember when I was, um, I first left high school and I was working in hospitality and I try and be really friendly with all the customers and a lot of male customers would take it the wrong way. And so my protection for, for that was to put up all these boundaries and I was just a real bitch to people to men yeah because I was yeah. like well I'm gonna have to be mean to them or they're gonna think that I'm in love with them you know and that yeah. was really tricky as well it kind of blurred the lines with the male female dynamic yeah it's interesting I um when I watch at being the total opposite of trend in a relationship however when I watch like a woman approach Trent, and it happens all the time. He's a good looking guy and we'll be out and a woman will approach him at the bar and like, attempt, and he has no idea any of this is going on. He's just so closed off to any of it. But I'll watch like someone try and flirt with him or, you know, be touching his arm or play, playing whatever. Rather than me getting jealous now, I actually am a little bit like into it in that I'm like, yeah, that's my man. Like, yeah, it's flattering. Like, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. flattering. So rather than me being like, who the fuck is she? Although that would have been me like seven years ago. I'm now more open to it and being like, yeah, he's got it and he's mine. Um, So, but what I want to (laughs) say about gender, right? Because we're talking about men and women and the platonic nature of relationship in that regard. However, you guys might remember that last week in the podcast episode, George made a little comment around, (laughs) well... Holly hasn't fallen in love with me. And that was all for Are you about to declare of, your love for me <laughs> on national <laughs> YouTube video? <laughs> Definitely not. Oh. It is not oh. going at all. I'm about to <laughs> declare my love for someone who has no idea that I'm in love with them. No. <laughs> so really? I made a new friend, a new friend a couple of weeks ago, and the attraction was like instant. And I'm talking like, emotional attraction, but also physical attraction. I'm just being honest. Trent is aware of this. And it's a woman, right? And so I almost laugh to myself when people are questioning my connection with the men in my life when it's like, oh, actually, you should probably be questioning this new girlfriend of mine that I'm in love with, you know? Um, shout out if you're listening. She's definitely not listening. Are you going to name <laughs> her? Does she no. know I think, I don't know, I feel really awkward. <laughs> I think it's a mutual love thing. I don't know if she realises that I'm actually kind of attracted. Um, but that's that's the other interesting part of this, George, is like we're so quick to jump on women and men. But it's like, okay, let's just take gender out of it for a second. Would we still be asking the questions? Here's I don't the know. thing, though, like, and this is getting really super layered now, so maybe this isn't somewhere that we take it, but... I've definitely been very close to having emotional affairs when I'm in relationships. And by that I mean forming an emotional connection with somebody else and nothing happens, nothing physical happens, but definitely if you 
pulled it apart, there would be an affair of some description there because you're sharing your heart and your soul with someone else when you're in a relationship, right? Yeah, and I can definitely relate to that if we're going to go totally honest and vulnerable here, Um, especially probably the first year of marriage. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. It was a really tough year for me and Trent, and it took me sitting down with him and saying, I'm finding myself attracted to other people. and I don't want to be. And that was the catalyst for us to do the work on our relationship and get to a point where we're better than we have ever been before uh, because of that little niggle of, oh, this could be something, you know? So I that was me being really fucking vulnerable, but I like to share openly um, that that's, that's common as well. That is common. And it's, again, if you're in a relationship and you want that relationship to really work it's about open communication even in those moments of discomfort when you, you're like fuck I'm being yeah. super but honest here before you interrupted me what I wanted to say was that I feel like the emotional affair if it was with a woman who you were friends with and you were exposing yourself and being vulnerable with her that's normal right like I tell my girlfriends everything about everything But because if I was to do that with a male friend, it almost does become this emotional vulnerability that you should be reserving for your partner. Mm, Yeah, especially as I was like, am I interrupting? No. (laughs) I was like, hold hold the pause a little. (laughs) But especially especially because as women, we connect through emotion, Mm. right? So that... Yeah, I get what you're saying. That platonicness could be blurred yeah. if it was with man who is likely not connecting through that emotional aspect. But as women, that's how we do. I'm not sure. It's We have gone really fucking layered here. I know. I really want to have a man here right now to talk about this I could be, because I cannot tell you how many times I've had this conversation with men and they're like, yeah, but if you took your clothes off right now, I would definitely have sex with you. You know oh, what fuck. I mean? Okay, like... no. Yeah, I know. I, um, uh, not to bring Genoa back into it, but I'm going to bring him back into it. He's written an article on this that's going to go up at some point around because he is the type of guy that is friends with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of women. Mm. Um, women that he have had, he has had physical relationships with in the past, women that he's just always been platonic with. And his stance on this, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me, like, spoiler alerting his article, is that there are two ways that this can work from a male's perspective. The first way is that there's no physical attraction, so that's fucking easy. You're friends, but there's no attraction. Offensive. I was like, (laughs) right? The second way is... There's an attraction there, but that can be put to the side because there's a deeper level of connection. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's almost savoring and celebrating the deeper level of emotional connection yeah. rather than it just being a physical thing. And also I think that and, – and maybe this is because we're like fully woke, Holly, but <laughs> I think that you can find someone attractive and not have an attraction – to them right yes because you can't fake chemistry like there's plenty of guys that i think are hot but i have no chemistry with them so that's that's the difference there absolutely and this is why when i met this my girlfriend two weeks ago it was it was just chemistry Mm. it was totally like nothing to do with anything physical or how either of us looked or whatever 
it was just a chemistry thing. And I can't believe I keep bringing her up. Can you tell I've got a crush? It's the Libra in me, guys. Please don't judge. If you're watching the YouTube clip of this, you'll see Holly's blushing. Oh, on that note, I know this is a silly time to say it, but I've just remembered and I don't want to forget. If you are watching this on YouTube, last episode we filmed on Zoom and this episode we're filming with Skype. We're trying to test out what's good for audio, what's good for video. So if you have any comments, leave them in the YouTube comment section and let us know which you prefer or if it doesn't matter, if they're both the same. Thanks. This is just highly technical work, but I feel like that was the end <laughs> The end of the discussion. I guess what is your takeaway from this, George? Can men and women be just friends? I think they can, absolutely. I think that if they're both in a relationship or one's in a relationship, the other partner needs to be included within the friendship. They don't have to be there the whole time, but there needs to be some sort of relationship between you and the partner. I think that's respectful. That's what I would want as a partner. Totally, yeah. me too. Um, and then mm. I also, I think, like, from my perspective, I can absolutely be friends with men, and that's okay. If I've had a relationship with them, I need a lot of space first, but then I absolutely can, and it helps if I'm in a new relationship, just saying. Just saying. Just and saying. I just want to shout out to the women in relationship who perhaps their partners aren't as open because we have made it clear that I'm in a very unique situation here because uh, I, I know we will get asked questions is how can I make my partner comfortable? And it's just reiterating what I said earlier. Include them. Have them included, you know. Have them create a friendship and connection together as well so no one's ever feeling left out. That's super important. So, Holly, what are your recommendations this week? Are they Scottish-themed? Oh my god, they should be. <laughs> no. Fuck. They are definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I however one is kind of related to my trip. Uh so the first record George is another movie. I know you guys were losing your shit over La La Land through all of the posts in the Facebook group. <clears throat> not one. Guys, are you watching it or not? Anyway, the movie <laughs> no one's mentioned La La Land. I feel like it was a flop of a record. I think it Just was. Just saying. <laughs> I flopped it. So here, but here I am. I'm oh, coming wait, back I with watched the second it. movie. I watched it. Yeah, you did. But yeah. that doesn't count. Oh. You're my co-host. So the second movie, Reco, because I want to make a comeback. I don't want you guys to judge my film repertoire. I was on the plane, on the flight over, and there was an entire Disney channel <gasps> of all of the Disney movies. Mm. All of them. And this is a movie that I feel not many people are aware of or haven't watched. I was like, please <laughs> don't like La La say The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> it's Aladdin. No, I'm joking. Um, no, because, George, I know unless you've watched it since we've chatted, you haven't watched it. Oh. It is Inside Out. Yes, I haven't. No, you're right. Okay. So Inside Out is a Disney Pixar film, and it is so fucking good mm. because it is not for kids. It is for adults. I mean, it is for kids, but so much of it will just go over their heads. Inside Out, the premise of this film is we watch the inner workings, the mechanisms of a young girl, Riley, as she in like as she moves house and experiences puberty and all these sorts of things, and the characters in her mind are facilitating her mental state. So there's joy, anger, sadness, uh, despair, and fear. So they're all little cute characters that are like navigating the inner workings of her mind. It's so 
fucking interesting. The premise of it is we watch Riley go through all of these life changes and how Joy keeps wanting to control everything and make sure everything's okay all the time. But basically the underlying theme of the film is it's okay to feel sadness. Actually, it's important to feel sadness at times to connect. This is so relevant with what we just introed in, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's okay to feel fear. It's okay. Sometimes you have to lean into anger and it's this celebration of all of our emotions as opposed to just focusing on the like inverted commas good ones your hands gestures are so full-on today i keep going like this (laughs) she's gonna come through this great i just have so much to say so that's my first especially like mamas watch it with your kids but also sit there so good it's Holly, so good can i just ask you a technical question do i look grainy because you are so grainy am i yeah. oh no you look grainy at all you look really beautiful <sighs> i'm worried about this recording mm. I, I, i'm yeah. okay to look like a grain <laughs> yeah, it is like soft focus it's like bold and the beautiful that's okay okay that would probably clear out my complexion and like mm. eliminate the jet lag eyes yeah, I think we're going to have to go Zoom going forward, though. Okay, that's okay. fine. Yeah. We've decided ourselves. Okay, sorry, everyone so, listening at home. Um, what? That's so interesting. No, inside out, first reco. Second reco. Second reco. I actually do have to show, so if it's grainy, sorry about it. And if you're listening, that's also fine. But it's my T-shirt. So. She is I just, Leo. I jumped on the call and George was like, what is that T-shirt? And I was like, funny you ask, second reco. So I got this T-shirt last year. She is Leo and it's like a hand-drawn illustration face and it is by Runaway the Label in collaboration with Sunday Lane. So Sunday Lane do – have you seen their work before, George? No. Sunday Lane do Zodiac prints for your wall and all these beautiful skills. Sunday Lane's on Insty. And so Runaway, a clothing brand, who are also in the UK but in Australia too, uh, they teamed up with Sunday Lane to create Zodiac tees. So these T-shirts are all of the Zodiac signs and each of the signs has their own illustration created by Sunday Lane. Every time I wear this shirt, I get the, oh, my gosh, where would you get that shirt from? I want mine. And so... That's the reco. That's so good. Um, so is the quality, are, what's the quality of the T-shirt like? It's really great. It's Hang on, let me read it from here. It's 100% cotton. Uh, it's just great. I wore it to bed, <laughs> but I wear it during the day as well. I got a – oh, let's check. I think I'm in a medium and – yeah, I'm in a medium, which is the UK 10, and I usually am an Australian 10. So they're quite big. Is that And okay. that's Sunday Lane. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen these a lot. And the T-shirts are purchased through Runaway, the label. So we'll pop them in Facey. They cost 55 Australian dollars. Oh, and man. I have special word that they have a 40% off sale at the moment. I'm not sure how long what? it goes for. That you guys can get your Zodiac tea for almost half price. Yeah, 40% off Thank you. Wide. And good night. All right. I'm yeah, I order one tonight. What size is that? That's a medium. I just mentioned that. Oh, I think you were looking at my airline, so it's so fun. <laughs> can you just listen to me for once in your life? <laughs> I'm feeling very <laughs> fragile today. So if you can just stop 
<laughs> gesturing with your hands and screaming at me, that would be really good. <sighs> yeah, my recos. Do you want to hear what my recos are? I would really love that. Okay, so I've much. got. I actually have no idea. I know. I haven't told you. It's so exciting. So the first things I'm recoing are two tonic powders from Super Feast. So Super Feast is a Byron Bay company. They make um, medicinal mushrooms, not magic mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms and tonic herbs, and they're of the highest quality. And there's been two that I've been using daily, two tonic herbs that I've been using daily. One is Shizandra. And Shizandra is, they call it the beauty berry. And yeah, in the mornings, I mix a teaspoon of Shizandra with some warm water and my lemon. And I have it as a tonic in the morning. And it's meant to be really good for your skin, for skin radiance. How's my skin looking? Your skin Um, looks good every day. So any skin record you give, I'm like, (laughs) I'm on it. Oh, well, next week for my teach me something new is a really good skin teach you something new. Um, okay, so stress, it, it may support stress and sleep, skin radiance, sexual function, respiratory Ooh. system, jing, qi, and shen, and kidney yin. So it's re- it's a really good tonic herb. So these are the big packets. These are 250 grams, but you can get 100 gram jars or 50 gram sample jars. I recommend getting the 50 gram sample jar if you've never had a tonic herb before because they don't sit well with everybody. Um, and what does it taste like? This one's quite nice. It tastes like a sour berry. Um, you can mm-hmm. mix it in smoothies and not taste it at all, or you could put it in your hot chocolate. I just like to have it. I actually like the taste of it. It's really beautiful. The next one is um, Jing, and Jing is an adrenal tonic. So when oh. I went off coffee and my adrenals were burnt out, I started putting Jing in my um, hot cacaos. Um, And it supports core energy, adrenal health, kidney function, hormone balance, stamina, and libido. Um, Did it put a jing in your step? It did put a jing in my step. And honestly, like if you're you're only going to get one, I'd get jing. Um, But Shizandra is really beautiful as well. So they're my first records. They're from Super Feast. Um, You can order Super Feast online, follow them on Instagram. Um, I feel like I know Super Feast theme song. Can I sing it? Yeah, go for it. They are Super Feast, Super Feast. They're Super Feasty, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you can pay me later. I'll come in for the recording. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, great company, great quality products. And um, he does really good videos on the website as well. Lots of recipes and stuff. So that is my first reco. So good. Love it. Um, my second reco is... Da, 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 da. I know you haven't watched it, Holly, and you've been dying to watch it, but <gasps> The Hills New Beginnings is everything. It's so good. They've only released two episodes. They're drip-feeding it like a drug. Um, And, well, none of them have aged because they've all had a shit ton of plastic surgery. They look like Barbie dolls. Oh, that's such a shame. It's it's such a shame because they're not that old. Like, they're they're younger than I am. Yeah, they're probably about your age. So, like, 30. And they look like, yeah, it's really scary. Um, but all of our favorite characters have come back. Everyone except um, LC. LC's not in it, which is a bit annoying because I did love her. And 
uh, Kristen's not in it either. But um, Justin Bobby is back. I love him so much. I'm just going out and saying it. Justin Bobby has always been woke and we just didn't know it. But he's also such an asshole. Like I was watching. <laughs> no, he is. Like he reminds me of so many guys that I've dated. Yeah. He's like super charming but strings Audrina along and then, like, gives her a little cherry just to entice her and then takes it back and ignores her for a few days. And it's just, like, so old. I'm like, Justin Bobby, grow the F up. You might be hot, you might be charming, but poor Audrina. Could you have a platonic relationship with Justin Bobby? Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. But why does Audrina keep going back? Like, is it for the cameras or is it legit? No, I think that... He's her twin flame. Yeah, we got to do an app on twin flames, don't we? Yeah, but I really do. No, she seems she seems legit. Like I don't. Okay, wait. Yeah, let's she's just talk in about it. the hills for a minute because when the hills was okay. the hills, the first hills, like before the city, like the original Laguna Beach. Yes. I I used to sit around with my friends and be like, imagine if we were being filmed right now on our own, The Hills. Like, this conversation would be the best conversation for The Hills. Did you ever do that? It's like when you're like, how good would we be on Gogglebox? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. They've grown up and that's just been their life. I'm so devo. Like, is there any way you can watch it not having Foxtel? Yes. I don't think there is. Yeah, no, there is. So my friend Ren told me about it the other day. Let me see if I can remember. You can watch it on, I think she said Google Play. Okay. Or Apple something. There is a way to watch it. There is a way to watch it. Um, I need it in my life. Yeah, it's so good. You do need it in your life because – it's you know what it is it's it's almost like a bit of nostalgia for me it's like you know it's like when they bring back the old tv shows um it's just sort of like sparking memories of like being in my early 20s because it's been like yeah it's been 10 years since i can't believe it's been 10 years and there's some funny characters on there too sorry so um there's some new characters pamela anderson's son brandon anderson is in it and he's like 25 maybe he's so cool he's really cool he just looks at them all and he's like these guys are 10 years older than me and they're so dramatic (laughs) so funny (laughs) i love it jason has come back you know lauren's ex jason and he's sober and because he was an alcoholic and he admits he was an alcoholic um and his wife and him are just the sweetest they're so kind um uh, um, Spencer is actually pretty nice now. Like, wow. he went through his crystal phase and he's still really into his crystals, but he's just not cruel. He's not a cruel person anymore. He's quite centered. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. And Misha Button. Yeah, that's really rogue. So, Misha Button's in it. She's very angry in it. It's very Ooh. much about how Hollywood rejected her and LA rejected her and now she's back. And, I mean, I, I kind of feel sorry for her, I do, because she got really bullied, especially by Perez Hilton. There's a whole episode on that. Um, right. And that's why she left L.A. So I do feel bad for her, but it, yeah. it just feels like a weird cameo to have her in there. 
it's just quite left of center, really. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, it's cool. So if you guys have Foxtel, watch it on Foxtel. If you don't, yeah, I think it's Google Play. If um, any of our listeners know how to watch it, please put it in the Facebook group because yeah. I just can't believe I haven't seen an app yet. It's killing me. My favorite TV show of all time, The Hills. I literally. mean, I'm sure there's a way to pirate it. I'm no, I'm not about that life, George. Oh, okay. you're not into I the pirate very... life. <laughs> the pirate life is not the life for me. <laughs> Great recos. You shat on mine. No, I didn't. You've always yeah, got you good did. recos. You've always got good recos, Holly. Well, I mean, She Bear goes down as best reco of all time. I'm just going to say oh it. My God, I've, got, I've gotten so many messages this week saying, oh, my God, She Bear was spot on. Guys, here's a little thing. I've reached out to She Bear to see if she wants to hang out when I'm in Ireland and she hasn't seen my Instagram message, but I've lent into the vulnerability and I haven't checked in a couple of days to see if she's actually seen it because Holly. I feel like I can't deal with the rejection. I want you to Should check. Should I check? Right yeah, now. check live on air. I'm going to check live on air. Sheba, if you're watching this, I messaged you. Um, imagine if she had just replied. No, she hasn't seen it. Yeah, she I think you're seen it. I think you're in the request folder, Holly. This is how it feels when people reach out to us. And I just ignore that them. Just... That's not true. And I, I, send I physically notes. can't ignore people. I'm trying to learn. No, how can to do I, that. I never ignore. I send voice notes back. That's so nice. Yeah, I'm a really nice person. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Great me record. today. I've got really low tolerance. It's so I mean, bad. You actually really I do. Know. You're being really. You're being very Gemini today. I am. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going um, on. I'm just a bit fine. tired. I, I, love I feel you. like you're tired. I love you so much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Do you like how I'm not going to tone it down for you? I'm still going to be myself. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, all right. Yeah. What are you going to teach us, Hull? I'm going to teach you guys all about the art of journaling. Oh. Yes. I'm bam. so bam. I'm so excited to have this lesson with you all okay. today. I'm very passionate about journaling, so much so that I dedicate an entire week in my online program to journaling alone. And that's in the context of manifestation, but also in just living a life of alignment and living your best life. A little bit of background is I first started journaling when I was four years old. Wow. So journaling is something, I have my journals from when I was four and I was like, dear diary, today I played Barbies with Leah. It was fun. The end, like literally. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, I was always just, I've always been a natural writer. So it's just been something that the practice that's evolved in me over time. And it's really cool actually to look back on journals that I kept in primary school, in high school, during my first heartbreak, when I first met Trent. Like I have all of my journals from all of these pivotal life moments, which is amazing. But that's not the reason that I keep a journal these days, George. The reason is... What is the reason, Hulls? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> the reason I keep a journal is I find it a really therapeutic practice, especially as someone who lives so much up in my head. Mm. And I know, George, that you're similar. We're double air signs. So anyone who has any kind of air sign in them, journaling is an amazing practice to get out of your head 
all of the chatter that's going on, but also if you're a type A person, if you're someone who has a tendency toward anxiety or overthinking, anyone who feels like they've got 50,000 tabs open in their mind, if you don't have a journaling practice, it is time to start. Mm. There are a few reasons for this. And the first reason is, well, this is the main reason is words carry energy. And I'm going to put a a video in the Facebook group that explains this more like visually, but I'll try and do it justice here. Actually, there are two videos. I'm going to share the water experiment, but I'll talk about that another day. I'll pop it in the group though. There's another video that explains that if you think about any time you've received a handwritten card from somebody that you love, right, or a letter, and you're reading those words, you're feeling emotion, right? When someone said happy birthday or just sent you a card of gratitude or like when if you're a mother and your child's written you something from preschool, you feel that energy Mm. written and expressed through those words. What I'm trying to say here is words carry energy. So if we are expressing words through the written form, we're also expressing energy. So rather than holding on to anything or suppressing anything, it's being released. So journaling as a practice releases any kind of stagnant or confused energy from our energetic body onto the page. This is why sometimes you'll hear at a full moon, write a letter to someone that you feel you're ready to release and then burn it and let it go because obviously the full moon is time of releasing, but the words on the page are also releasing that energy, Mm. yeah? When I speak to people about journaling, the first thing I say is, it isn't what you think it is. It isn't necessarily, dear diary, today I did this and then this and I saw this person, like a recount. I think a lot of people assume that that's what you journal about and that's all well and good if that's your practice or if you're traveling, that's a good way to write just so you can capture the experiences. But for me, journaling is more of a free writing kind of Uh, connection with my intuition and soul as to what it is feeling in that moment because it's not often that we stop and tune in and go what's actually going on beneath all the chatter in my mind Mm. so George there are a few ways you can journal and I my journal is kind of like a custom approach depending on what I'm feeling But for those of you who feel that when you wake up in the morning, you've got 50,000 tabs open and you just are straight into the day and you're feeling quite overwhelmed, the journaling style that I would recommend for you to start with is something called a mind dump or some people call it morning pages. And that's where you literally wake up and the first thing you do is grab your notebook from the side of your bed and you write everything that's in your head. And the purpose of this, guys, is it doesn't need to make any cohesive sense. You're writing, um, today I'm seeing this person. I feel funny in my tummy. What's for dinner tonight? It's just a list <laughs> What's of for all... breakfast? What's for lunch? What's, What's for, for dinner? Food, 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 food. But it's literally just a laundry list of all of the tabs in your mind because you'll find the more you do this, then you can just release them, clear the mind, and be on your way for the day, mm. right? So that's called morning pages or a mind dump. The other thing you can do is something known as free writing. And this is something that I'm really a fan of. And George, I know you are too. Yes, I love free writing. writing. It's the best. Yeah, it's so great. And this is where you literally just take your pen to the page and you do not think. You just let your pen 
do the talking and it doesn't you don't read back over it it doesn't have to make any grammatical sense because i want to interject here and say a lot of people when i ask them if they have a journaling practice they say oh no i'm not a good writer i'm not a good speller i i'm not a writer journaling is not about whether you're a writer or not this is about you trusting in your innate ability to hear what's going on behind the noise of your mind that sounds so deep but this is how much i fucking love journaling george is like it's so fucking dramatic. <laughs> no, no, I was not. I wasn't. I'm just thinking of questions to ask you when you pause. Free <laughs> <laughs> so, writing is literally just writing whatever comes out of your pen onto the page, and you're going to experience some really profound insights to your own inner workings in those moments. Mm. There's a couple more styles, and then I'll pass to questions. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I just want to tell you something. My computer's about to die for some reason. I don't know why, but keep talking. But I'm just going to leave the shot, get my charger, and then I'll come back into shot, okay? Cool, cool. Okay, go. Okay, so the next journaling prompt that I'm going to talk about is actually having prompts. So you can go online, and I even have some on my site, if you're interested, called Reflect and Project. And it's just lists and lists and lists of journaling prompts. And I think Jordan has fallen over. No, I'm joking. Um, did you hear that bang? No. So journaling prompts. And the prompt that I tend to use most frequently is, what does intuition want me to know today? Or what does soul want me to know today? Because when you ask yourself a question, it's much easier to do that free writing style. Sometimes you just need a prompt. But prompts can be anything. For instance, here's a prompt for you guys. If fear didn't exist... I would. And then you continue to write. So if fear didn't exist, I would. And you answer that journaling prompt. And you can do the same prompt every day or you can mix. I can't believe I missed so, it. So that's okay. You can listen back. So we've spoken journaling prompts. We've spoken free writing. We've spoken mind dumping. The other one is you can get journals that are specific to practices like gratitude. So you can keep a gratitude journal, Kiki K, Typo, they have beautiful journals that assist with that. You can keep uh, travel journals. They're all different styles. Play with them and find the style that you enjoy the most because truthfully, every day is different for me in my journaling practice. Cool. Questions, (laughs) you ready? I hope you didn't answer them while I went to get my charger. Um, And the reason I'm now sitting in a new location is because there's no PowerPoint next to my cool couch location. So I'm sort of like half in the kitchen. I love it. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) Oh, hang on a sec. Hang on, hang on. I'm hanging. What a rogue podcast. I'm so sorry, everyone. Okay. Holly, do you journal every day? It's funny you ask, George, because if you asked me a month ago, I would say yes. Every weekday, weekends, my morning routine tends to be up in the air. Uh, but every weekday, absolutely. That said, since coming out of Vipassana, I've felt a little bit of an aversion to having a daily practice with journaling which is ironic because you'd think I'd be journaling all of these insights that I've been coming up with, but I actually feel I need to just sit with things a little more. 
Ideally, though, on an ideal week, I will journal as part of my morning routine. So I'll wake up, I meditate, then I journal, and then I pull a card. That's okay. my ideal morning. Yeah. And do you yeah. do all that before you get out of bed? Yes. Wow. So, guys, you've got to make it easy for yourselves, right? Like, set yourself up for success. Put your journal and your pen next to your bedside table with your cards or whatever it is you want to do. So when you wake up, you are straight on in. There'll be times during the day where I'll journal more than once because I need to process something and I'll take to my page and be like, I'm feeling anger and this is where it's stemming from and this is what I need to do. Journaling doesn't have to be pages and pages. That's the other thing. It can be a a line. It can be a few words. It doesn't have to make sense. Do you sometimes journal at night? I actually don't. I don't journal at night, but this is a preference thing. I've just always kind of been a morning person. Mm. Uh, but I do know of clients who will journal about their day or everything that's come up in bed before they go to sleep. And it's a really great way, again, to take like a feather duster to the cobwebs in your brain and mm. clear that out before going to sleep at night. Mm. Now, what do you think about this? You know how Doogie Hauser used to journal on his oh computer? <laughs> do you want to think about typing journal entries I know people do it I'm going to be controversial I don't feel it's as tangible for some reason although I am also the gal that still reads like books by hand and doesn't you know it's in I am reading it (laughs) I love it it's great um so I'm very much about taking pen to paper I just this could just be all in my head. No, no, it's not. But it it's also – and it's an energetic thing, I, I think, as well. Like you, It's like you need to be doing the action of the words that are holding the energy of the feelings. It's like all interwoven. Yeah, and I do know that there are people who really struggle with pen-to-paper mm. type writing. So obviously you can type a journal entry or even speak journaling. So that's recording in your phone. I'm feeling this and blah, blah, blah. I know people who do that. For I'm me, you don't do that. I know I do love the sound of my own voice. Um, no, for me, it's pen to yeah. paper. A lot of people ask this question, George. Maybe you were going to ask it. <laughs> I bet I was. Go. <laughs> were you going to ask? I'm so scared to journal because what if people find it and read it? Oh no! I would never ask that. Do people worry about that? All the time, George. It's a common question in my program. Lots of people are resistant to journaling because they don't want people to read their stuff. I have a few things to say about that. Mm. The first thing is you can use code words and code names in your journaling. Who is picking up your journal and reading it? Okay, here's the thing, George. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. I was doing a shoot in Bondi last year and it was like a it was just a photo shoot on the beach in the morning early morning but it was on a public holiday a public holiday monday bondi beach so the shoot finished by 7 a.m it wasn't busy and in the shoot i had brought my journal along to just do some journaling shots on the beach maybe you guys have seen them on my instagram well (laughs) that was the last time i ever saw that journal i left it on the beach and I realized when I left Bondi that night at 6 p.m. and I was driving home and I felt sick to my stomach, George. It was like one of the busiest days of the year last year and my journal was literally there on the beach for who, I don't know, I don't know who picked it up. I don't know who's read it. They obviously chucked it out. I rang a few of my friends in tears and Trent, I was like all of my heart and soul because that when you're journaling properly, it is your heart and soul yeah. on the page. 
And I'm like, people are going to be reading and the Daily Mail is going to find it. And, like, clearly I just <laughs> Who went. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I know. Especially at this point in my life, I was like, Holly, please. Um, but I was so Yeah, no, I would be too, there. for sure, for sure. So just don't take your journals and photo shoots. Leave them in a safe spot, like your undie drawer or something. I don't know if that's your safe spot. Um, use code words if you're nervous, but it's not reason enough to not write. Yeah, that's so interesting. Is it? It's so funny what people think about. Like, there's weird thoughts that I'd have that nobody would ever contemplate. I would just never think that. But I yeah, guess it's cool. yeah, it's so interesting. Um, yeah, okay. and I I don't journal. Is that controversial? I love that you don't journal. I think it's quite spicy. Yeah. I mean, I obviously do free writing exercises every new moon and every full moon, and I write my intentions, but I'm not like a daily journaler. And because I'm a writer, like ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to have a journal because I feel like it's something that a writer does. And um, I could just never stick to it. I'd like do five days worth and then it'd just be empty. Really? Yeah. If I need I love to, that. like you said, like if I have a problem I need to process or here's the thing, like because I'm an double air like you, I have a lot of um, conversations in my head with people. Um, yeah, so sometimes I, I write them letters. I'll write letters to people and not give it, give the letters to them. Yes. If there's stuff yes. I need to process. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a journaler. And there you have it, friends. I mean, if it's not for you, it's actually not for you, and that's okay. This mm. is just for those of you who are curious about a practice. If you're, yeah, if you're thinking about it, give it a go. And if it isn't your thing, it's not your thing. Two other things. See, I'm super passionate about journaling. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to keep talking about it forever and ever. I get asked a lot, do you keep your journals or do you get rid of them? So clearly, I keep oh, mine because I've question. explained to you. Yeah, I I read I like to read back on mine. I've got journals from when I was manifesting the life I'm living now, like five years ago, and it's fucking powerful to look back and be like, I called all that in, like, whoa. So there is that part of it, but I also understand if you're having a rough time, it's not necessarily a journal you want to read back on. So it's up to you. Decide to keep them. I have a journal box in my storage cupboard, which is all of my journals, don't go looking for it or I will kill you. Um, and the other thing which I mentioned in a previous podcast is make your journals really beautiful. Like go and buy something that you're excited to write in. Get a great pen. It, like honestly, your pen matters. Don't have a pen that you don't enjoy writing with. Don't have a journal that you're not excited to write in. And just make it a really beautiful practice for yourself. Have a tea, have some oils. And it's just like my favorite. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and that was my try something new for the week amazing that's so amazing um <laughs> i want to say that i'm going to start journaling but i'm probably not but it's okay you know what i am going to do i'm going to order a new alana fairchild journal that you echoed a few episodes ago because i've been seeing all the listeners take photos and put them on social i'm like oh my god i miss my alana fairchild journal i need to get another one get on them they're so fucking beautiful this yeah. and tree of life also do really nice journals as well and they really make, beautiful they make you want a journal right yeah. you've got a beautiful book you want to write in it and then you like for people who keep like notebooks in their handbag to write lists down like that's not journaling that's different like you can just have a weird old notebook in your bag for that this is totally different make this like a luxurious sensory experience mm. this is the liberate in me doing the hand things but it is it's like beautiful yeah, yeah. so good um holly have you listened to your she bear for july 
I have am halfway through, but then I fell asleep because of jet lag. So mm. I and I almost forget it was the night we got here. I almost forget what she said. I'm gonna have to re yeah, listen. Just start from the beginning. But everyone's saying she's so on point. How was yours? Yeah. Uh mine again was quite ominous oh, no. and I'm like, oh God, it's so gonna happen. It wasn't ominous, it was just like things aren't gonna be rosy just yet. I was hoping for rosy, but not just yet, but that's oh. okay. Um I trust her implicitly and hey i survived june i can survive july you can survive anything you put your mind to <laughs> yeah thank you so much hey holly it's when okay. are you back in the in australia i'm back on the 25th of july so i've still got a bit of time so this time next week so next potty episode i'll likely still be in scotland if not ireland so maybe i'll put my irish accent on for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well, can you please uh, dress in traditional garb for that episode? I actually will. I'll I'll suss something out. I'll do that for you guys because right. you might say nicely. And I think we're going to try Zoom again because this has just been such a nightmare, this episode. Hasn't what it? a flop. I mean, I, I hope, hope you guys, you guys do- won't – oh, sorry. I hope you guys don't <laughs> notice. <laughs> well, we've already made it very clear. I know. <laughs> Oh, poor Clyde. We've got this beautiful man called Clyde who's editing our videos for us and he's going to have his work cut out for him this week. Shout out to Clyde. Yo, can I tell you what I'm doing after this call? Because it's really fun. I'm Please. so excited about it. I'm teaching a um, a new moon yin class tonight oh. at the end and it's packed. The class is packed and I'm so excited awesome. to touch people under this new moon. <laughs> Can I just say that Jord is such a good yin teacher? Thanks. Oh, my gosh. I went to a class a couple of weeks ago. She didn't tell me to say that. It was divine. I have a funny yin teacher story too. Oh, yeah. Let's tell that story. That's a good one. It's a good story, right? So I was walking along Manly Beachfront and I was on the phone to my friend and as I like, I just looked up and a yin teacher that I've been in her classes before at Key in Manly. And I recognized her because I love her classes so much. She's a beautiful teacher. Uh, and I recognized her and I smiled at her and she smiled back at me. And in my head, I was like, she has no fucking idea who I am. Like, but how nice that she smiled back. Then I got a message from her on my Instagram being like, oh, I think I just made a fool of myself. I like smiled at you like I know you. I've been listening to the middle. I was listening to your episode about Vipassana. And then I heard your voice talking on the phone. I was like, I know that voice. And she's like, and there you were. And I was like, oh no, I recognize you and thought you didn't know who I was. So I just like, I love it so good. We're bringing communities together. (laughs) (laughs) I sent you a, um, I don't know why we're having a chat at the end of the podcast. It's this new thing that we're doing. (laughs) But I sent you a really beautiful... This is a new segment. <laughs> it's called Have a Chat. <laughs> catching up. I sent you a really beautiful property last night. Are you Trent, Are you and Trent going to move into it? I want to so How bad. How beautiful Trent, like, is look, it? It's actually divine and we could legitimately afford it and it's perfect. But Trent was like, I think it's a bit too far from town. I'm I know. Like, it's we have our Rose own Bank. town. Yeah, yeah, but it has a studio, podcast studio. Hello. And it has a pool and it's pet friendly. And it's beautiful. It's fucking huge. I know. I mean, I could live there with you guys. It's huge. 
there are so many people that want to live with us in Byron, like <laughs> multiple people are like, can we come and stay in the spare room? I'm like, we're going to need 78 spare rooms. Yeah, I know. That's why you get a studio like me, although everyone sleeps here, so I don't know if that actually works. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're a poor example of that. Yeah, I'm a poor example. Um, okay, we'll definitely look into it. It's not that far from town. It's about 25 minutes drive. And everywhere's 25 minutes drive around here. That's, I mean, 25 minutes drive is from Manly to Bondi. No, it isn't. 25 minutes drive is from Manly to fucking Mossman. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. So, if you want property like that, you need to be out of town. Like, you can't get that kind of property in town. I'm just going to tee you up on a call with Trent so (laughs) you can have this conversation with him because I'm all for it. Okay, great. Okay. So, guys. We hope you like the app. Remember to share, especially if you end up getting like these t-shirts that we record or you watch the movie or, you know, get super feast. Yeah. Share them in the stories. Tag us. We love seeing how our records are being spread far and wide. It's so exciting. Yeah. 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 So make, yeah, make sure you share them on your stories, not just in the Facebook group. So all your friends can see. And so that we can see too, because sometimes the Facebook group gets so full that I'm like days later catching up on everything, yeah. which is so great. I love it so much. Yeah, it is so great. So if you're not a member of the group, go and join. Um, also, what I wanted to say is if you haven't watched us on YouTube yet, you should definitely do that because I think it's it's a whole new level of fun. It is a whole, like, I like I didn't need a reason to put on more of a performance, but I've got one. Like, I, I feel like I manifested this. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like you did manifest it too. I hope that next week I'm in a more tolerable mood. I'm so sorry. Oh, you were fine. Honestly, I've experienced far worse from Gemini's in my time. So I'm going to say from you. I'm like, I don't think no, I have. <laughs> no, I probably haven't. But no, it's so fine, George. We're just here keeping the vibes high and the shit real. And this is really how you've been feeling today. Yeah, you're so keeping the vibes high and I'm just keeping the shit. <laughs> keeping the shit real. <laughs> <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.